This is Bookmarked and Busy, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. All right. Welcome to Bookmarked and Busy, the podcast where I, a fan fiction reader, talks to some really cool people in the fan fiction community. Um, this is an 18 plus podcast, so please remember that. Uh, not safe for work. Check the show notes for any content warning and trigger warnings. Um, at the time of recording, I'm really excited because um, Liz and Megan both announced the Raylo Schools Out Twitter prompt fest. So uh, by the time this goes out, that might be over. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I'm really excited to read some really cool uh, school-themed fanfics from people. Um, I'm really excited to talk to today's guest. Um, this is, I believe, the second person I've had on where I haven't read their work. And it's really cool when I get to talk to people where, who I'm not familiar with because I get to learn some really cool stuff. Um, I'm going to have them introduce themselves to you guys. <laughs> so my name is Jill. I am Jesna22, and I am the author of for Duty and Honor, and its sequel, For Infidelity and Disgrace. That's really cool. Yeah, I your fic has popped up before on my uh, my feed here, but mm-hmm. um, when like with like hefty boys, I like to wait until they're done because <laughs> I never know like how long you guys are gonna go. It's like I don't want to get invested until it's over, and I could just like binge read it. So I did see that you finished the the first one, so I actually am gonna sit down and read it because it does sound really interesting. Um, and I'm like, yeah, 35 chapters, great. That's good reading content for me. <laughs> I'm trying to keep the second one 35 chapters as well. Mm-hmm. I just being very frank with you, I don't know how it's going to progress from there. Mm-hmm. I had a beta or kind of like a soundboard person that I would bounce ideas off of. Mm-hmm. And she believes that I just need to wrap everything up with 35 chapters in infidelity and disgrace uh i a lot of my readers do not agree with that because specifically they want to know what is going to go on with Bo and vic that are and they're two of my original character well vic isn't an original character but Bo is an original character of mine and they have sort of like a, a feisty little um uh, i don't want to say romance but they they do have a, a complicated relationship going on currently in infidelity and disgrace. And so my readers want to know what happens with that, but I don't, I'm just going to be honest. I don't know how I would flesh that out or if I'm going to be able to, if there's going to be a third part or not. Mm, okay. Um, we'll, we'll dive back into that. Cause I have some questions about that. <laughs> um, but before we move on to, to like your works and everything, um, how did you get started in fan fiction? Like when did you start reading and how you got into reading and then what got you into writing? So I started writing. So I actually started writing before I, I even discovered fan fiction. So I started uh, writing when I, whenever I was 11. Um, now I've read a quote once about writers and it was like, how do you become a writer? And it's like, first you have to be a very, very, very sad child. And so I had a horrendous childhood and writing was my escape from that. And so I started writing essentially, you know, as soon as I could put down, you know, put pen to paper. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I started um, kind of writing from there. Uh, and then the very first fan fiction that I wrote was I was 15, I want to say. And it was for Dritsta Yurden. And I don't know if I, I'm saying his name right. But um, it was a Forgotten Realms um, fan fiction that I wrote. And it was posted on a fan site of his. And I think I have three of those that went on. That fan fiction went on until I was about 19, I think. And then I did not do fan fiction. I have an original novel that I am trying to work out, trying to like piece together. And I focused on that literally for ever um for like a decade i'd say i focused on world building and character development and all of that for that mm -hmm. and it wasn't until i'd say 2016 2017 somewhere around there i started writing fan fiction again and it wasn't necessarily that i started writing fan fiction it was that i started writing again i was um in my in my 20s I got tangled up with a guy who is a narcissist. And so I am a survivor of narcissistic abuse. And so one of the things with narcissists is that they tell you that you aren't good enough and that your, your endeavors are stupid or that they don't matter or that you're not good at whatever it is that you do. And they beat you down so bad to where you believe that. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I was. Well, then I met my husband who is not, the, he's not the guy, he's not the narcissist guy, but mm -hmm. I met my husband and my husband, he believes in me so fiercely. And he started telling me like, no, you are phenomenal. You're such a great writer. You need to start doing this, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I wasn't at a point to where I could, pick up my original novel again. And so I started kind of just writing uh, Raylo fanfic at that point, just because I wasn't, I wasn't ready to get back into the world that I had created. Uh, and it was just safer to get into the world that someone else had created, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. So I started writing. The first one that I wrote is a, is called resolve and it is on fanfiction.net. Um, and then from there, I wrote a one shot called hollow from there. I wrote one called lucky and then, um, on AO3, I have lullaby and then I have, that's also a one shot. I have a series of one shots called chasing gray and then that's actually how for duty and honor started up. It was supposed to be a one shot. So I wrote the first chapter of for duty and honor, and it was actually supposed to be a chapter in my original novel to where the, like my main character, he is in an arranged marriage with a woman. Mm -hmm. And my character is vastly different from the character that I wrote if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if you read the first chapter of For Duty and Honor, Kylo uh, is very flirtatious and he's very, um, he's very confident and he goes in and he's like, you know, we're not, we're not doing this. Right. Ray's like, aren't, aren't we supposed to, to do, you know, wedding night things? And he's like, I'm not doing that with you, you know? And so when I wrote that, it was great, 
but it wasn't my guy, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. It wasn't yeah. my character. And so I put it in into Chasing Gray, which was the the series for one shots. And um, I got so many requests for it to be extended. They were like, please make this into um, into a story. Please follow up with this. We need to know where this goes. So at the time, I had zero plan. I had zero plot. I had zero anything planned out for for, for duty and honor. Um, and so then I just kind of made it its own thing. But when I made it its own thing, it literally exploded. And I was so taken aback. I had no idea. Like, but it was literally overnight that I had subscribers. I had followers. I had people who were sharing my content on Twitter, on Tumblr. They were sharing it all over the place. And I, I had no idea. Like literally I woke up one morning and this had happened. So at this point I was like, well, now I got to, you know, (laughs) like now I have to finish this, you know? So um, that's where we are currently. I have to, and I have to finish, like, I, I kind of have to see this through because this is the, the monster that I, that I've created, so to speak. Yeah. So that, um, the, you're the first person I've talked to that shared sort of like the, the, um, how do I phrase this? Like the, what it's like to write something and then have it sort of go, uh, I guess in the terms of a, I don't know if AO3 has like a viral thing. I'm not familiar with how fix kind of explode in that way, but mm-hmm. um, you're the first person to share sort of that, that journey with your writing. Um, when you, so what made you then change it to be Raylo? Cause I, correct me if I'm wrong. You said originally it wasn't, but you you were but you made it and then like that's when it got big or it was it big before it was Raylo and then you changed it. No, um, so I had written a fan fiction called Lucky and Lucky I think for uh, I, I worked on Lucky for years. Um, it took mm-hmm. me I think two years to finish Lucky, and after I had finished. Lucky, which Lucky had a really good response on fanfiction.net. I think on fan, like the last time I checked, I had like 200 favorites and like 300 followers for that story on fanfiction.net, which is huge for fanfiction.net, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I finished that. And after I finished Lucky, I was just kind of burned out on Raylo, if that makes sense. And I was at a point where I was like, okay, now I can pick up my original novel and I can go back into that world and I can pick this character back up and I can, I can go from there. But I was writing and what tends to happen is that especially when you're writing an original piece, you cannot find anyone to give you feedback Mm-hmm. And you, it's really hard to get people to read your work and to give you honest critiques of your work. And so that's where I was. I had started this, I had started this original novel. I knew exactly where it needed to go. I know exactly what, you know, needed to happen. I knew exactly where the characters were. And, but I was unmotivated with writing because I couldn't get anyone to actually show any interest in it. 
if that makes sense. So I was writing one night and there is a part in my novel to where my main character is, he's a king and he is essentially sold a bride in marriage. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now in my original novel, he is, very much in love with someone else. Uh, he believes that she is deceased, that she's gone. And so he is legitimately just devastated. Okay. And so when he goes into his bedroom after marrying this woman, he wants absolutely nothing to do with her at all. Mm -hmm. And it's not in a malicious sense. It's just that he is so heartbroken that he just can't really think of anything else. Um, but now her parents and the priest and everybody else, they're waiting out, outside of the door for, you know, the, to collect the sheets, which is a really gross thing that they do. Right. But it, I, did, I did research on that. This is actually a practice that happened more so like, you know, a hundred years ago, but it, do, it does still happen in parts of the world to where a, a married couple will go into a bedroom, close the door, and then her parents or, you know, the officiant or whatever will go and collect the sheets afterwards, which is disgusting. But anyway. Um, so what happens is, and in the chapter in my novel and in the fanfic, this is how the fanfic got started up. He breaks the glass and he cuts his thumb and he goes and he smears his own blood on the white sheets. Mm. And, and then he's like, all right, well, you know, <laughs> see ya, <laughs> you know, because he doesn't like, he doesn't, he, you know, he, he's not in a mental, in a mental capacity to deal with her. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so when I wrote this, my character, my King, um, he's heartbroken. He's devastated. He's just gotten over this part where he's like, he was like catatonic. His brothers had to like, you know, get him out of a situation and he's not in a good headspace. And so it didn't make any sense for him to be flirtatious it didn't make any sense for them to be able to have like to carry on a conversation. It didn't make any sense for him to engage with her whatsoever. And so when I wrote this chapter, that's, but that's what he, that's what Kylo was doing. Kylo was being flirtatious. Kylo was carrying on this conversation. Uh, there's a part to where Ray, um, you know, she's like, aren't we going to do this? And then he's like, no, I'm not doing that with you. And then she's like, well, why not? And then he's like, do you want me to? <laughs> and then she says, no. And then he's like, that's why, <laughs> you know? Okay. And, and so that makes perfect sense for Kylo, for Kylo's character. It did not make sense for my King. Gotcha. So uh, when I wrote it, it was not supposed to be Raylo, but it mm. just kind of fit um, it. Like the characters fit, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So it kind of just sort of happened in a way. <laughs> yeah. And I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to get rid of it because it was really good. I didn't want to yeah. just like delete it and, and start from scratch. So I saved it and I posted it and here we are a year later. Thirty-five chapters later. Yeah, chapters later. <laughs> it's funny how one shots sometimes don't turn out that way. Mm -hmm. um, so you mentioned that you had some original characters in this story, and yeah. um, once again, I think you you are the second person I think I've talked to who wrote OCs into their fix. So how did that come about for you? Were they characters from your original story that you carried over, or are these? Um, 
uh well no they're original characters so they're not in universe characters duh mm-hmm. so <laughs> um so yeah how did these characters come about and what um made you want to implement them into this world and i guess what are their roles in your story so I have a reader who actually asked a, a pointed question that I want to address with that while I'm answering your question mm-hmm. is uh, she said she had asked me that for duty and honor and for infidelity and disgrace are vastly different. And mm-hmm. she asked me if that was an on purpose thing or if there were other circumstances, maybe like personal things that were going on in my life to where the story changed so drastically. And so I'm going to answer that with the way that the story is going, the way that infidelity and disgrace is going. It was always planned to be that way. So even with naming the story, so with the first one being named duty and honor, the second one, I remember sitting with my soundboard, actually we were standing in goodwill and we were like throwing ideas across the aisles. Right. And I was like, I want this name of this fanfic to be vastly different because I want to show how different it's going to be from the first one. Mm -hmm. So we took the first word, which was duty. And so then we're like, what, what's the exact opposite of duty infidelity? And then what's the exact opposite of honor disgrace. So that's Mm -hmm. how, that's how it came about. So it was always, always supposed to be this way. But the original story that my novel takes is that my king is in love with a woman. He watches her die, essentially. And then he has to go back to being a king. And he has to go back to, you know, saving the world, essentially. Which is, I'm not being dramatic. That's literally what happens. And so then he sold this other person. And that's where the the chapter comes from. So then I worked that into, so Bo is an original character of mine and she was always supposed to be a part of the story because Bo is the second wife, if you will. So Ray was sold to to Kylo and is his first wife Mm. when they did not, like she was sold to him in a marriage contract and Mm. when they did not uphold the terms of the contract their contract was voided and then another girl was bought for him and that's Bo so her name is Beatrice but her nickname is Bo and that's the original character oh neat okay I that's Mm -hmm. so cool and so then you just gave her I guess her own sort of love interest so to speak to for for the simple fact that she's not the second wife I'm assuming so she um that's complicated but um (laughs) What happened, and here's what happened with Bo, okay? Um, that it was never my intention mm-hmm. to have her go off and 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 you know do whatever it is that she's doing, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but people love her so much. And it was from the second chapter that she was in, it was very, very, very clear that this wasn't someone that I was going to be able to just forget about it was very obvious based on the response from my readers that they needed to know what happened to her and they needed to be satisfied with what happened to her because of how they responded to her if that makes sense yeah um 
Now, the Knights of Ren are a big part of both of my works currently. So, in for Duty and Honor, huge part, and for Infidelity and Disgrace, they're an even bigger part. Um, and so, whenever I started kind of plotting out what's going to happen with Bo, mm -hmm. um, I, I had originally um, planned on her ending up with Ashar. And I actually like wrote that, like I actually wrote the chapter to where you start to notice that there's something going on between her and Ashar. But I like, I have never been more honest about anything in my whole life. When I tell you that literally every time I tried to set her up with Ashar, Vikro would come busting through it. Like, the, like the cool <laughs> it was ridiculous. Like every time I tried to set it up, yeah. It was like he just came in and he would steal the show no matter what I tried to do. Uh -huh. So it was pretty obvious from there that that Vic and Bo was they, they were where it was at. So I put that in there and at, at at the beginning it was just supposed to be a friend thing. They were friends. But then again, the response that I got from them was overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So I had to follow through. That's so funny. <laughs> and characters have a mind of their own. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> the Kool-Aid man, I could definitely see that. That's I mean, so literally, like, <laughs> if, you, if you read this, if you like, even if you just read the second part, like if you read for duty and honor, uh, you will see, like, uh -huh. I had no other option. Like when you see Bo and Vic interact, I had no other option uh, <laughs> with them because of how, fantastic they are together they're so combative if that makes sense yeah and so there's even a chapter to where kylo is talking to ray and ray is like you know what's going on with Bo and vic and he's like i i legitimately have no idea because i don't understand their entire dynamic <laughs> and um really i don't either i'm the writer and i don't understand their <laughs> dynamic. it just kind of happens <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, you'll figure it out. I mean, obviously, because you're writing the second part of the story. Mm -hmm. um, I love when people include the Knights of Ren like as characters in their fix because they're such like, even though we didn't get a lot of them in the film, I feel like a lot of you guys give them such great personalities and they're all so different and they you know so like knowing that Vic gets to have a love interest knowing how I've read Vic and previous Vic's I'm not saying that yours is the same as everyone else's but I'm really excited to see how like you per like portray that character because mm -hmm. he is one he is one of my favorites of the Knights of Ren in the world of fan fiction because of how you guys tend to to write him he's he's very lovely um <clears throat> so is this um i'm really curious about this fic now um is this like an in universe or is it um like an au of some sort it is in universe yes okay. uh so kylo is the king of mustafar oh cool. um, okay he is also supreme leader of the first order um now with the backstory that i gave him i tried to make it work y'all i tried so hard to make it work but i couldn't make it make sense with him being han's son okay. so um leia is his mother and snoke is his father and with the backstory that we have currently or the, with, the, with the backstory that I have for him is that Leia was sold to Snoke in a contract and um, like Kylo is the product of that. Mm. Okay. And Snoke was vicious 
of course, we all know that Snoke is vicious, but he was vicious to Leia and he used Leia um, to manipulate and to control Kylo. Mm. And um, Snoke actually killed Leia in front of Kylo, which is why Kylo killed Snoke. And then mm. that's how he took that's how he took the throne. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to tell you how he, he kills him yeah, because no. that, yeah. that's a big, that's a big thing about it. Yeah. Um, but that, that's also why he's so against. So when he was 23 is when all this happened. And when he was 23, he said, I'll never, I'll never take a wife. And he never did. So then mm-hmm. when he like right before his 30th birthday was when his, they're called um, the officials in my fanfic the officials, they have the authority to do what they feel is right to protect the royal line. And what they feel is right is to produce an heir, which is why Ray is sold to him. Uh, oh, Ray is okay. yeah, Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter. Uh, Ray is from Naboo. Um, and they when they meet, they get married and then they meet and then they have a conversation and Kylo straight up tells her. Um, that he would rather his line end than force her to have a child and force her to carry a child she doesn't want. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, okay, well, like, you know, what if we never have sex? What if we never fall in love? What if, you know, any of this happens? So he actually tells her he's not the type of man who falls in love. And he tells her that if they never have sex, it's not going to change the way that she's treated at the palace. So he is quickly quickly proven wrong about the whole falling in love thing because it's obvious i'd say maybe four or five chapters in that he is just a puddle of goo around her (laughs) that's always the case isn't it (laughs) some people can write and i'm sorry can i like can i use language like we can yeah yeah yes yes some people can write kylo being an asshole some people can write him being abusive that is not like i feel and this is just me this is me personally when I watch his portrayal of Kylo Ren, that's not what I get from him. I get that Kylo is damaged. I get that Kylo has his own trauma that he needs to work through. And I see it as, I don't think that he is evil. I think that he sees that he is right, that he thinks that he's right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, that doesn't mean him being a complete dick to literally everyone in his life. That's not that's not the the vibe that I get. Mm-hmm. Um, do I do I write him losing his mind? Yes, I do. Yes, he completely loses his mind in the second in the second part of it. He completely goes off the deep end. Uh, he starts drinking heavily. He um, and like this addiction that he gets, it it um, literally just rearranges his entire life. It 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 grips a hold of him so tightly that he can't break free on his own. And that's where we are currently, mm-hmm. but he's not abusive in any way, shape or form. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, I, I tend to read like across the board, like any type of fan fiction. So um, mm-hmm. for me, I'm a little like desensitized to like abusive Kylo Ren. I think it really just depends on how people write the stories, but um like I, I think that on the flip side of that, writing a character how you see them and like you know how you feel about them is very important because it's like why write something that you don't care about, <laughs> you know? Um, and I, and I think that that makes for really good writing and storytelling in general to be able to 
put how you feel and how you see that character down on paper for someone to read. Um, and I really, I really respect that. I think that um, I'm not saying that like everyone who writes him in a bad way is wrong. Um, no, people just, who can yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. People, people that are fantastic. I, yeah. I cannot write an abusive Kylo. Like that's right. not like I will sit down and I will, because I have a lot of, ideas maybe for future fix or you know or things like that and mm -hmm. i will sit down sometimes and i'll be like okay how can i write this but it never happens mm -hmm. so i have experience with abusive men i was raised by an abusive man so i know ex like i know the tactics that abusive men use and how extreme that abuse can be mm -hmm. so i could write it I could write yeah. it and I could write it very well, but that's not the character that I want to write, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and so that kind of leads me to another question that I have then, because uh, a topic that usually comes up is um, not so much like writing what you know, but writing what you have sort of history with. Do you include any of that in um, in your fix at all? Like. Um, are there any points within your writing where you're like, I want to include this because like either I'm going through this and it's kind of helping me cope or um, I've gone through this and I want to share, like, you know, putting yourself in the story, so to speak. So that didn't happen and that has not happened yet in uh, for duty and honor or for infidelity and disgrace in my fanfic lucky. Um, Kylo was a basket case. Um, I, I mean, hey, we can be honest, right? He is he is a complete basket case. And he is still very guilty about what he's done, the things that he's done, and the lives that he's taken. And so he has uh, nightmares and he has panic attacks. And mm -hmm. so the nightmares and the panic attacks that um, I write are what I feel is... Um, realistic as someone who lives with debilitating PTSD, I can tell you 100% that when you have nightmares, you don't dream exactly what happened. You don't dream of exactly the scenario that gave you PTSD. Okay. You mm -hmm. always dream of something different that maybe that didn't happen to you. So me personally, um, I keep having this recurring dream and, uh, I might cry. I'm just letting you know, but I keep, <laughs> I keep having this recurring nightmare to where I am running and I am running from my abuser and I see my mother or I see my father or I see my brother or I see his mother and I run up to them and I beg them to help me. I say, mm -hmm. please, please help me. Mm -hmm. And they can't hear me because they don't have ears. Oh, okay. And so, but what that, what that is, is that it's not, of course this never happened. They all have ears, right? But I, the nightmares aren't of the specific trauma that I endured. It's always something different. So when he has these nightmares, it's always it gets the point across, but it's not 
something that, you know, it's not only dialogue or it's not backstory or it's not storytelling or it's not any of that. It's just a nightmare that is, um, it's just imagery, if that makes sense. Right. And then the panic attacks, the panic attacks that come from that, uh, for me personally, I do write the panic attacks as I have panic attacks. So when he has a panic attack, when his hands start shaking and then when his uh, fingers go numb or when, um, you know, he's, you know, it feels like his, his chest is like caving in on itself. These are all things that I experience whenever I have a panic attack. And so that's what I write in there. Mm-hmm. Um, did that answer your question? That answered your question. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like writing, putting something or things that have happened to you into your storytelling. Yeah. yeah. What you've gone through, sort of how you've tra- you've translated that to your story, Lucky is what also, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, in that story, do have you sort of conclude not concluded i don't want to say that (laughs) have you written that story to like be like where he's overcome that in a way like have you processed your what happened to you through that story is it uh mirroring your reality or are you trying to keep it so that it's not like that but you're just sprinkling in bits of like what happened to you in there and then it's going to have its own ending i'm not even sure if it's a completed fic i'm just kind of asking it is, it is completed okay. yeah it is okay. completed and um i i didn't use any of my personal trauma in lucky the only thing that i kind of borrowed from my own self in lucky was the panic attacks uh and the nightmare that that um that i have um but no it doesn't it doesn't really um play a big part in lucky um and he in for duty and honor i do write a nightmare sequence that he's in he he does have a nightmare in for duty and honor but it's more of the same it's not exactly what happens it's it's a nightmare about what happened um but the but the situation is different so then when he wakes up he's talking to ray about what happened and he actually does say exactly what happened in the throne room um which is a huge thing it's a huge um plot point in for duty and honor because no one knows what happens and what happened in the throne room, exactly what happened whenever Snoke killed his mother. So then he opens up and he tells Ray about what happened. And that's a, that's a big deal. But, um, mm-hmm. and then, in, and then in for duty, I'm sorry for infidelity and disgrace, there is a, a, a point to where he does have a panic attack, but I don't get into too much detail with that. Okay. Um, so, I kind of want to dive into a little bit of um, like your I got like rating talk, so to speak, um, because I I like talking to people about why they choose to write like specific um, like rate ratings on AO3, um, and then looking at what I what I can see on AO3, you've got like sort of a, a mixed bag across the board with like TG, and then E, and then M is your latest one. Um, mm-hmm. where do you find comfort in writing? Are you more comfortable writing TG or are you like, I will write smut? <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, I was, I was never comfortable with writing smut. Um, I, um, 
I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the best way to answer the question. Um, yeah. And then like, not, e- not to say that when it's an E rating, it's always smutty. I know that for sure. Cause sometimes people are like, it's not E because of sex. It's E because of the, like the content that's in it that could be harmful or like, you know, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I've, uh, being a writer is really one of the only things that I've, I've always known that I wanted to do with my life. Uh, so I've gone to school to be a writer. I've gone to seminars. I've gone to workshops. I've gone to, um, lots of, of places to listen to a lot of people tell me how to be a better writer, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I was never really comfortable with writing smut. Um, now there are some people who are absolutely phenomenal at writing yes. smut. Um, and so one of the seminars that I went to, it said specifically, you know, that when you put sex in your story, it needs to like have a purpose. Like you can't, when you're writing romance, you have to, like, there has to be a reason that you're writing this sex. Okay. Mm. Um, which is fantastic. Okay. Uh, people who write sex with no reason whatsoever, those are my favorite people. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but for me, for me personally, I wrote the sex in um, For Duty and Honor, and I wrote the sex in Lucky. But these uh, scenes that I wrote, they always had a purpose. And so it's not necessarily that I'm uncomfortable writing smut. Um, I I quite enjoy writing smut uh, just because I get... Um, like the, how do I say this? The response that I get from the readers when I write smut is really amazing. Um, I have had people tell me that it's great writing, that it's great imagery, that it's, you know, hot or whatever, which is fantastic. That's always amazing to hear as a writer. Um, and so, but to answer your question, the ratings that I have, it's just what I feel is necessary to tell the story. So in Lullaby, for example, there is no sort of any uh, explicit things. There's no mention of smut. There's no mention of anything like that at all. Um, and so it has a lower rating, obviously, than For Duty and Honor, which in, in For Duty and Honor, they do have sex often. Um, towards the end of it because it's what you would call a slow burn. Um, but I feel that it was necessary to tell the story, which is why it, it has an explicit reading or rating. Got it. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I, um, yeah, I'm also a fan of people who write sex just to write sex. Like sometimes they just Amazing. need to moan and there's Those like no. People, <laughs> people are absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a guy one time who told me that I was not a writer because smut was not literature. And to me, that just sounds like jealousy because I've gotten off more people than he has, but I'm just saying. (laughs) I, yeah. I mean, like I'm not going to judge anyone for writing, you know, smut for the sake of just like having it in there. Um, But I definitely Mm -hmm. understand like where you're coming from, where it's like, sometimes it's nice for it to have a purpose. And I've talked to people before who are like, yeah, like I wrote this sex scene because like Ray had some insecurities that she needed to sort of deal with and unpack. And like, it just worked better through a sex scene. And I'm like, yeah, no, 100%. I get it. Um, That is phenomenal. I actually, so where I'm going with 
for duty and honor. I'm sorry, for uh, infidelity and disgrace where I'm going with that. Um, currently I'm, I'm working on chapter 26 and wow. in my head, my, my head is going on with this sex scene. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and I, like, I can't, I can't fit it in there. Like, I feel like it doesn't have any place in the story, but I am at like a gridlock currently. And here's, here's, and, and everyone writes differently, which is fine. That's fine. Right. Okay. Right. But what I have to do whenever I'm writing is I have to listen to the story. Uh, the story knows how it wants to be told. Okay. Mm-hmm. All I have to do is listen. Okay. And the, where I'm at currently is not a sexy part. Like that's not, it's not sexy at all. Right. Yeah. But for some reason, for some reason, this story is just saying, no, you need to have these folks do it. <laughs> and I, I don't know how I, how I can write that in there, but I mean, hey, you know, we all got to figure it out, right? I guess. Yeah. Have you thought about maybe making it like a like a one shot? Because I know like some people are like, I couldn't fit this in, but here's like a one shot that takes place between this period and this period. Here's a like so a little one. Ooh, ooh, okay. All right, here's some dirt. Okay, I have one of those. <laughs> okay. I have one of those. Um. So the basic. And, and we've, we've gone over this before, so it's no big deal to, to know that Kylo is married to Ray, mm-hmm. and they do not uphold the, their contractual obligations. Mm-hmm. And so then he, another woman is sold to him. Okay. Um, so in the second one, and we've also gone over this, to where Kylo is not good. He's not in a good headspace. He's not in a good mental place. He's drinking very heavily. Um, and then there's some other stuff going on. I don't want to get in, get too far into it because that's like major spoilers. And I actually want you to enjoy my fanfic if you were to read it. Um, but there is a scene and I actually have it saved. Uh, there is a scene to where he is having sex with Ray. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are like, I think it's in the foreplay stage to where they're getting kind of hot and heavy or whatever. And in the first one in for duty and honor, Kylo is very big on consent. He is huge on consent. Okay. And so she physically has to verbally tell him, yes, I want to have sex. Yes. I want to engage in this specific sex act before he will do anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so the, the thing that he says throughout for duty and honor is say the word. Okay. So in this particular scene, they're about to get all hot and heavy. And he says, say the word. And she says, fuck me. And so then they start fucking. (laughs) So I wrote this part and they're all into it. You got the the sounds going on. You got the feelings going on. You got all this going on. Well, all of a sudden she lets out this like pained gasp. Okay. And kind of like goes like rigid up under him. And so immediately he stops. But the thing about it is, is that he gets this smell of orange blossom in his nose. And my readers right now are like gasping. I can hear it like throughout because they know what's coming. So he like pushes himself up to see what's wrong with Ray. But up under him is Bo. And this was a nightmare that he was having because Bo came to him and was like, Hey, we should go ahead and do whatever the contract is saying that we should do. 
so that I don't get sold again so that you don't get sold another wife. So she goes to him and she's like, let's go ahead and, and have a baby, which is what they want so that we can fulfill the contract so that we can both get out of this essentially. So then I had written that part to where that night he dreams about having sex with Ray, but then at, at the end he's having sex with Bo and then he gets up and he actually like throws up all over the floor in the chapter and I have it saved, but I just don't like, I think maybe I'll do what you said and like, mm -hmm. Oh, here's something that just didn't fit into it. But yeah. I don't know. Cause it was, that was, uh, that was, that was hard to write there. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, I get it. it. <laughs> but it, I, it always seems like a good, like, um, like a good option for people who are like, I really want this in the story, but it doesn't work. Here's like a little, like after the fic is over, like here's like a little after one shot of like the smut scene or like whatever that they do. Yeah. And it was, um, it was a phenomenal, it was a phenomenal smut scene between him and Ray, but then all of a sudden, yeah, <laughs> it was a smut scene between him and someone else. <laughs> um, that's so cool. <laughs> Um, I mean, like, I think it's cool just because, like, it, the suspense was like a little bit like, oh wow, like having if you are a re if you are a reader of this fic and you're listening, uh, apologies, <laughs> but <laughs> now you know that she actually wrote it. <laughs> Aside from that, okay, because uh, like I I love my readers, like I absolutely adore my readers. Like when I'm having a really horrible day, my readers are always the ones that like pull me out of it. Um, and I especially love the people who like, you know, write, you know, like three paragraph comments, right? Because I will actually go back and I'll read those comments like over and over and over again. Uh, I love my readers. Okay. Uh, and so from the absolute bottom of my heart, guys, I'm so sorry for the next few chapters of for infidelity and disgrace. I'm so sorry what I'm about to do to y'all. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> hopefully, so sorry. hopefully by the time when this comes out it'll already have passed so now people are just yeah. like it's, <laughs> we'll see <laughs> they're like oh my gosh i was so worried about the title i was so i was so worried that you were going to have some infidelity in there and i'm just sitting over here like <laughs> whoops <laughs> it's coming <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening and if by some chance the chapter is already out, this is just an apology for what you had to read. If it hasn't this come out, apology, then yeah, it's an is, apology for what's to come. Yeah, I am so sorry. <laughs> but this was this was always this actually what what I'm about to do um, was actually so my tattooist, his name is Jesse. Um, and I remember okay, so Jesse is this guy and he has, you know tattoos on his face and he's you know this tough guy and you know the type of, he looks like the type of guy that you don't want to meet outside of an alley right and but when you literally spend any amount of time with him you, you realize that all of this is a defense mechanism because he's really sensitive mm -hmm. and he has these like you know insecurities that he really can't get past so whenever I was stuck at a part especially like Kylo's parts I would always go to him and I would say what should I do or what should I put here or, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so what is about to happen in these next few chapters? This is directly from Jesse. I was sitting in a session with Jesse and Jesse suggested what I'm about to do. And I remember staring at him just like with my mouth wide open, like, Oh my gosh. And then I was like, 
I can't do that. I can't do that. Like I was like, you don't understand. I can't do that. And he's like, you're going to have to do that. So it's getting done. And, um, Wow. All right. So <laughs> now I'm like, maybe I'll just wait and read all of it when it's done. Cause I don't want to sit at a cliffhanger. So I'll like take my time reading the first one and then like wait for the second one to be done. Um, uh, <laughs> the second one, uh, like I've never really gotten bad reviews. Uh, all of the reviews that I've gotten have been really phenomenal, but the only bad reviews that I have gotten, um, well, there's two. One of which is there's a there's a part where Kylo says that he um, has enjoyed sex with men and women, but he now prefers women. OK, mm -hmm. um, that's the thing. And I have gotten people who are saying I can't continue this fic on moral grounds. And I'm like, OK, well, then there's the door because mm. like no one asked you to read anyway. Right. And I hate to be like that, but like I don't. I don't write for people who think that they get an opinion on something that has nothing to do with them whatsoever on other people's life choices that have nothing to do with them. Right. Like I don't write for those people. Um, and then the second one that uh, I get is that the first one ends on a huge cliffhanger. And I did like, I feel that I set that up really well. Um, but my readers do not think that I set that up well or, or the the I guess the cliffhanger kind of caught them by surprise um so if you want to read just the first one fantastic but you're I mean it, it's it's not a happy ending the first one does not have a happy ending okay okay good for thank you for the warning on that <laughs> you <are welcome. laughs> All right. So um, nearly end here. Um, I just want to do some ending notes where we just sort of um, talk about maybe something that you want to mention that we touched on or if you want to sort of just um, add anything else to the conversation that we've had. Um, this has been really cool to talk about like one fic in particular. I haven't really had a chance to discuss like a, like the story in the background and the history of like one particular um story so feel free to talk about anything else you might want to talk about if you have like another fic that you want to share about or anything like that <laughs> so there's a there's a an idea that has been rattling around in my head for a couple of months now um and i've been trying to figure out how i could make it work and I can't like, I can't figure out how to make it work. Um, but it's essentially to where, um, Kylo, uh, comes like to Ray and, and this would be inverse, like this would be in Canon. So, um, or I guess just inverse, but anyway, uh, he comes to Ray and he's like the older version of himself. Oh. And he's telling her that, like they can't be together that he, that she has to stay away from, um, you know, the present Kylo and that, um, uh, I'm trying to think of, of how I can explain it. Um, so yeah, that, that, and so they, they end up leaving or they end up like, like, um, detaching from the present day Kylo, but it's essentially, it's a time traveler type thing to where the old Kylo, um, after what happened on Ex Ex Exegol, 
he comes back and he's trying to warn Ray about what's going on because like Palpatine finds out that they're a dyad and, and uh, ends up killing her. And he's like trying to save her. The old Kylo is trying to save her. Um, So as you can tell, this is just a super rough idea of, of something, but I can't, um, it's been rattling around in my head for literal months. I just can't, um, I can't work it out. Okay. Well, you know, like I, I'm sure your readers will like be on the lookout or either way, if you have a loyal following, I'm pretty sure when you do decide to release it, you'll have people out to eat it up and people will probably understand like if your next fic isn't out for a while. But I mean, I'm under the assumption. I don't really know what it's like as a writer <laughs> to like have people like waiting for you to post something but as a reader i'm always just like i get it like you'll figure it out or maybe you won't it's fine there's other things that you know i can read from people that i like um and um i always like to ask two questions um the first one is what is your favorite thing about the fanfic community you can only name one thing and why (laughs) um my favorite thing, I guess, would be that there are so many amazingly talented people and that they do this for free and mm-hmm. you get to enjoy their genius. And then if you are, you know, if you're stuck on a, on a piece or if you need help or if you need to bounce ideas off of someone, there's always someone there who not only is more than willing to help, but they also know exactly where it is that you're coming from and exactly where it is that you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be my, my favorite is that there's so much brilliance that's out here literally at the tip of your fingers at all times um, that people, and it's, it's, it's really sad that people overlook the fan fiction community mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, we're not, real writers or we're not, you know, um, you know, we're not published or we're not discovered or we're not whatever, but I mean, it's so good. It's so good. Like, and, and it only gets better if you, if you have, if you find a writer that you like and you start reading their first work, all of their other work just gets so much better. And that's, that's, uh, that would be the best part was that you get to see all of this brilliance get better if yeah that makes sense. yeah no i i 100 agree um and i love that now raylo writers are getting published and people are mm-hmm. mad about it and i'm like well stay mad about it because like <laughs> fanfic mm-hmm. writing is writing you're giving yeah. us stories and like you said it's free so it's like if anyone had an opportunity to get published and make money from what they do like i say go for it and i think it's great Absolutely. Um, like 100 and i'll read it all um <laughs> and then i usually like to ask if there's any um like fellow writer that you want to kind of give like a shout out to that you think people should check out um i don't know I don't know specifics. Um, There are people that I follow. There are um, stories that I follow. There was one in particular that I just subscribed to. um, And I'm trying, I'm trying to remember, but I am drawing a blank. Um, 
we can link to your well we're obviously going to link to your ao3 so we'll just um remind people to check like uh i guess your fault i don't you can check followers on it like who you're subscribed to on ao3 just check the ao3 subscriptions <laughs> um yeah all right and then so f- closing out um where can people find you online um, so like they can find my writing either at fanfiction.net or at AO3. Um, and then aside from that, I don't have any sort of writing pages or anything. I have okay. like my personal, um, I have my personal Twitter and my personal, um, uh, Facebook, but my, gotcha. my, um, I don't have any sort of um, the only, I guess, air quote, professional mm-hmm. pages I get for my writing or anything uh, is for my novel. I don't have anything for my fan fiction. Um, are you under the same name on both AO3 and fanfiction.net? Just so I can make sure I link yeah. the correct link below. Okay, cool. All right. Well, we'll, we'll post those links below and then um, yeah, have, have some people check you out and we're going to post the story that we've been talking about as well as part two, which is still in progress uh, mm-hmm. for anyone who wants to read both. Um, and you can find me on Twitter uh, at Stitchcraft, also same as Instagram. And um, as of this week, uh, Bookmarked and Busy has an Instagram page. Uh, I'm trying my best to make it fun over there. So check it out, Bookmarked and Busy Pod on Instagram. Um, follow Geeky Waffle on twitter at geeky underscore waffle um every friday we're doing fanfic friday so um because that's when the episodes come out so we'll post the episode we'll post a couple of links to uh fix that you should read from those authors as well as the trope uh showdown where i put two tropes against each other in a poll and whoever wins who's on to the next one so uh at the time of recording I believe student teacher beat out sugar daddy, which was like blasphemy. <laughs> I was like, I was sure sugar daddy was going to win that one, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> so student teacher will be going head to head on next week, which this is going to be out so late by the time you guys hear this. So it'll be way past that, but yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you for coming on. It was great talking to you. And um, you if you ever want to come back, just let me know. I'd love to have, uh, repeat guests and check in and see what you guys are up to um and i'm getting together some roundtable discussions and i'm going to start putting out some feelers so if you see one where you're like i kind of want to chime in about that one just reach out and we'll have you on as a roundtable discussion as well fantastic thank you so awesome. much yeah of course um thank you guys for listening and i will see you next week bye it, uh...